Welcome to the Reform Journal Podcast, the Poetry Edition, where we engage with the world of contemporary poetry from a generously reformed perspective. Find us at reformjournal.com. Welcome to the Poetry Edition of the Reform Journal Podcast. We come to you regularly to listen to a poet, read a poem, and talk about where that poem came from. I'm Rose Postma, and today our guest is Rosemary Watola Tromer. Rosemary co-hosts the Emerging Forum podcast on Creative Process, Soul Writer's Circle, and Secret Agents of Change, A Kindness Cabal. Her poems have been featured on A Prairie Home Companion, American Life in Poetry, PBS NewsHour, and Oprah Magazine. Her most recent book, Hush, won the Halcyon Prize. Rosemary, welcome. I'm so glad you've joined us. Hey, thank you, Rose. What a joy to be with you this morning. You in Iowa, me in Colorado. Yes, across the distance. And I'm hoping that you can start us out today by reading your poem, Bioluminescence, which will be available at Reform Journal. And uh, read it for us, and then we can talk a little bit about where it came from. That sounds fun. Bioluminescence. Sometimes, when I fear the small light I bring isn't big enough or bright enough, I think of that night on the beach years ago when every step I took in the cool, wet sand turned a glowing, iridescent blue. And the waves themselves were a flashing greenish hue. Imagine we could do what 7.9 billion one-celled plankton can do. Can shine when it's dark. Can shine when agitated. Can shine with our own inner light. And trust when we all bring the tiny light we have. It's enough to illumine the next step in the long stretch of night. Thank you. That was beautifully, uh, beautiful and beautifully read as well. Uh, so tell us about this. Where does this poem come from? What are you hoping for it? I want to know its origin story. Okay. Well, I, <laughs> clearly in this poem and, and, and Rose, honestly, often I, I wonder, am I doing enough? You know, the world, there's so much that hurts right now, right? There's so many ways that <laughs> that I just think, oh, oh, people, how can I help? How do I put myself in service? And it's everywhere you look, you know, it's, it's, it's poverty, it's racism, it's people, there, any of their, it's so much, right? So many ways that, that we're hurting. And I don't, light, light is an obvious metaphor, I suppose, for how do we shine? How do we bring something forward to, to help bring beauty into the world, to bring love or peace or goodness into the world. You know, this little light of mine, you know, it's, it's a, it's a long-standing metaphor. And, and there was something so thrilling for me thinking about how bioluminescence works in terms of these, t <laughs> you know, like the poem says, it's, it seems like this miracle of you. Have you ever, Rose, have you ever walked down a beach and seen this? I haven't experienced something like that. I've seen pictures, but not 
having what you describe in the poem, which was one of the things that made such an impact on me of having that experience with the speaker. Yeah, it's it's so astonishing. And I'm a mountain girl. I've, I have so little experience with beaches. But there we were in Mexico on this beach and, you know, walking at night. And every step you take, it's this little glow. And it happens. Why? Because these plankton, little one-cell plankton, get agitated. And there was something actually thrilling about that piece, right? That, that it's when they're upset, it's when they're agitated, that's when they choose to glow. And I thought, isn't that what's being asked of us? What's being asked of me? I, I don't know about you, but that's what I feel like is. But I suppose that's also the, really the point of the poem is that it isn't just one, like one one cell plankton, no glow, right? We're not, that's an imperceptible glow. But all of those little one cell plankton on that beach at the same time going, shine, shine, you know, that. So it, it's a personal invitation, but I feel as if it's also a, a universal invitation, right, to notice what happens when every single one of us makes that little choice to, to bring the light we have. And, and I think also, you know, it, it helped me to notice that on the beach, and this is how it is, by the way, with poems for me, right? Like I, when I wrote the poem, did I know how it would end? Absolutely not. Like I, I, in fact, I, it's one of the promises I make myself every time I sit down is that I won't know how it ends. And in this way, revelation epiphany is possible, right? If you sit down to write what you know, then there's no chance for anything to, to learn anything new when we're writing. But in this case, there, there was this sweet thrill in realizing it's not like it lights up the whole beach. It not, it's not like it lights up till tomorrow. It just lights up in this very small space for right now. And that's really all we need, isn't it? You know, when we're, if maybe we want the beacon that, you know, more like a lighthouse that shows us how far and distant and how much so that we can see into the far future and know what's coming. But really just this little bit of light right here, right now. Yeah, that's just one step. Yeah, I think that is just such a beautiful image. And what you accomplish with that, I think it, it works so well. And in some ways is what poetry does. It lights up in this little way, but creates a bigger effect. And so that's what really drew me to it was that, that image of that, like you said, that agitation. And it, it really feels like a call to me a gentle call of to do something. And I think that's great for artists and writers and all people to I, look at that. Oh, I'm just all excited. What a great way to, to bring that in, Rose, to, to notice. <laughs> yes, that's what a poem does. That's what a song does. That's what a prayer does. That's what any of these little gestures we make into the world. I'm sorry I interrupted you, friend. No, I'm all excited. that's great. I think, and I, and that's why this is perfect for what we're, our project here of what we're trying to do with poems. It can feel sometimes maybe for people who don't deal a lot with poetry that what they're reading doesn't feel like it could be important or poets who are putting stuff out in the world to feel like, what am I doing? And this is just illustrates that kind of magic really well. So thank you for that. I love it. And I love that you call it magic too, because it is. And yet, like this poem, 
it's just science. It's just the way the world is. So often I'm I'm sweetly shocked by that, that every time I write about something in the natural world and think, oh, yeah, that's like magic, isn't it? Or even, Rose, to the point of what we were just talking about, when you sit down with a blank page and it's blank and you sit with it long enough and eventually something happens, I always think that's magic too. Like there was nothing and now there's something. Like it's just basic sweet magic of how things happen, how we arrive in this world, how, you know, how we move forward. Yeah. And to pivot a little bit, but it's all connected is one thing that I really appreciate about your work is your ability to kind of agitate and to make light with your poems in lots of different spaces, particularly online. And I think you're one of the most effective people I've encountered writing poetry, especially today, of just having an online home for your work and using that really effectively. So I'd love to hear you talk just a little bit about, yeah, poetry and online and how you use that and how those two work together. Thank you, Rose. I'll tell you what my secret is consistency. I'm a ridiculously habitual person. (laughs) And so for every day for the last 16 years, I've been writing a poem every day. And for the last, I don't know, 10, 11, I don't know how many, more than 10 years, I've been posting them online in the same place. It's a blog called A Hundred Falling Veils, where I just, every day I write a poem, every day I put it out into the world. I've been doing it for a long time. And and then people started to find them and they start finding their way into the world that way. And I And maybe this is it again, right? It's Look at all these little one-cell poems, basically, like one-cell plankton that are going out and doing their one little tiny shine work. But accumulated, they make a difference. You know, it makes a difference that it's daily. It makes a difference that I just continue to show up. So that's, I would suggest that that's part of it. You know, I think that it's, it doesn't, one of the promises I make myself every day too, Rose, is that it doesn't have to be good, but it has to be true. I'm very clear about that in that it doesn't do the world or me really any good to write something clever. In fact, it's utterly disinteresting. But if I can say one true thing about what it means to be alive, that's why I come to this blank page again and again, because there's this thrill of, oh, that, oh, that, you know, and it, and it's like the sense of revelation in this poem that I had of, oh, it doesn't have to be light the whole world. It just has to light the next step. That was so sweet. And that's possible when you just show up and think to, I think to myself, what's the next true thing? What's the next true thing? And, and I write that. So then an accumulation of all of those, right? I just think it's, I notice then how this poem maybe is just as you pointed out a microcosm for this much larger practice where really what I have now on that blog is 10 years of just trying to write the next true line. And if you can write something true, then someone will read it and think, oh, yeah, that's true. Then they think, oh, that's good. But that's not where it started, right? (laughs) It started just with wanting to say something true. And the truth, the truth will always resonate, right? Yeah, that's, that is beautiful. And I'm wondering if you could reread your poem now that we've had a little conversation about it to have our listeners hear it again and maybe 
hear it with new ears and see it with new eyes based on this. Thank you. What a nice idea. Okay. Bioluminescence. Sometimes when I fear the small light I bring isn't big enough or bright enough, I think of that night on the beach years ago when every step I took in the cool wet sand turned a glowing iridescent blue and the waves themselves were a flashing greenish hue. Imagine we could do what 7.9 billion one-celled plankton can do. Can shine when it's dark. Can shine when agitated. Can shine with our own inner light. And trust when we all bring the tiny light we have. It's enough to illumine the next step in the long stretch of night. Thank you, Rosemary. That was that was beautiful. And thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Oh, what a joy. Thank you, Rose. Uh, you can read this poem by Rosemary and another one on our website, reformjournal.com. Thank you for listening to the Reform Journal podcast, the poetry edition. Check out the Reform Journal's website for daily blogs, essays, book reviews, and of course, more poetry. Be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes, like us on Facebook, and share this podcast. Thanks for listening to the Reform Journal podcast, the poetry edition. Be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. And until the next time, explore all the great poetry on the Reform Journal website.